0: Hey, everybody, it's Bill Courtney again with an army of normal folks. Let's continue with part two of our conversation with Aaron Smith from Casa of North Mississippi and Thomas, a former foster child, right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors.
1: The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world.
3: Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And now we hear from Erin about how she and Thomas actually met.
4: It's not normal that we would get involved in a child that is ever 18. So Thomas came to school here, um, which I think this would be pretty interesting to hear for other people. Uh, Thomas came to school here uh, as a child that's been in foster care for a majority part of his life. One would think that coming to college since only less than 3% of children that are in foster care make it to college and less than half graduate high school. And so when he came here, he was under the impression, aside from the scholarships he received, That he would not have to worry about any funding. um, And that's not been the case. And so he struggled to get in the classes that he needed to. And, um, you know, for I guess a year ago when he came here, um, he started out doing decent in his classes, but Thomas realized what freedom was. And uh, so didn't do so well his first
5: semester. Thomas,
0: every freshman. (laughs) Yeah. Not but, just you,
4: but usually every freshman has somebody to fall back on. That's true. Whereas uh, he did not. You have a job. And...
5: I do. Yeah. What do you do? I work for Tide. It's a cleaning service on campus. And uh, I, I drive around this big orange truck, and I get I get the students' like laundry bag, and I throw it to the back, and I take it to the laundromat.
4: You work at the mind? ticket office. Don't
5: Thirteen dollars an hour. Oh yeah, well, I do that during the summer. What'd you say?
4: <laughs> he works at the ticket office too.
5: Um, I mean, another thing also, I mean. CPS mid, like during the school year, mid of fall, it just said, How are you going to pay for it? Yeah. It's... um And they asked me to look into private student loans, and I did. And because Mississippi's age of majority is 21, and with me being 18,
4: why I the
0: hell wouldn't he just get Pell Grants and be done he, with it? He does, but it yeah. doesn't
4: fund all of his school.
0: Yeah. What's funding the rest of his school?
4: He received some scholarships. Yep. um He received some COVID assistance. And his job. And his job. And, but, That's not But That's, no. No. It's about $27,000 to go to school here. So needless to say, we, we he did not do well the fall and really, I mean, pretty much gave up in the spring. And so that's kind of where we stepped in. And we we were working on some things, some resources with the university. And so we had a meeting at the chancellor's office and um, trying to get Thomas back on the right path. And I didn't know anything about him as a matter of fact I walked into the lyceum talking to him on the phone and he's sitting right in front of me and neither one of us realized that we're talking to one another
0: (laughs) that's kind of funny (laughs) and so
4: we walk in we go to our meeting and I'll never forget one of the first things that I asked him was do you have one consistent adult in your life that you can depend on and he said no and that's it's really stuck with me um simply because no no child, no youth, no adult should not have somebody that they don't feel like they can depend on or feel like they can talk to. And, um, you know, it's only been really, I mean, three months since we've met each other. And, you know, I feel like I have a, a little brother, but also, you know, somewhat of a, a, a son too. And I, I just, I talk about Thomas a lot to my staff. And just you know how much he, do, he does mean to me, and like I get excited for him when he tells me he made an A on his on his cl- in his class. And which
0: he he made his first A recently. Yeah,
4: he did. Yeah.
0: But you and I know, and I bet, I, mean, I know Thomas knows too. But you and I know that freshman and sophomore courses are a long way from a degree.
4: Absolutely. Oh, he's he's not getting out of college easy now. <laughs> yeah,
0: but but Thomas, I mean, cards are stacked against you, bro. Yeah, you're 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 gonna try to be in the less than three percent percent. Yeah, can you do it?
5: I, I know I can. Uh, and i no,
0: no. I know you're smart enough. Yeah, can you handle yourself? I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's gonna make the difference for you?
5: I mean, I, I have Aaron now. I have a like she said, like she said, I uh, I have a consistent adult now. I have somebody Will you I can. To her? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You sure? I'm sure, yeah. What about when you get pissed <laughs> off? What about when she says something you don't like?
4: Oh, that's happened.
0: I mean, yeah, I it's know, happened. and sure. we <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, tell me that. You can't talk now, Thomas. Tell we have, me about it.
4: We have learned very quickly that Thomas is not um, the best online class taker. And as we're walking, actually... I would, I would be
0: horrible, by the way, <laughs> at online. I, that, that bores me. I can't sit there and read a computer, but I'm we're, with you We're on working
4: that. on our budgeting and um, just some other, you know, uh, life lessons. Well, how the <laughs>
0: hell are you supposed to budget money when you've never had? That's money?
4: right, I know.
0: I remember at Manassas, um, a, a kid I was coaching, um, he got a got a job on the weekends, and he made like two hundred and sixty dollars. And I promise you, that was the first time he'd ever seen two hundred and sixty dollars in one place in his life. And he promptly went out and bought a $220 (laughs) pair of shoes. (laughs) And he had shoes, but he bought the $220 pair of of shoes. And while he was there, he bought lunch and cookies for he and his three friends. And after working all weekend, he had a pair of shoes, a lunch, and a buck fifty in his pocket when he showed up Monday. And I said, Dude, are you for real? And he's like, Yeah, I can afford it. I said, You can afford. I said, my kids can't afford shoes that expensive. I said, "How do you figure you can afford it?" He said, "I had it in my pocket." <laughs> Not much budgeting going on there. Yeah. So that 150 bucks you had didn't last long, I guess.
5: No, and with my job, each paycheck uh is about a little bit over $500, so it's uh, Every what? Week?
0: Two every weeks? 2 weeks, yeah. So you have a job. Yeah. And you make 500 bucks every 2 weeks. Yeah. And you blew it. At first, yeah. What'd you buy? What'd you get? Tell me the truth. Um, what'd you spend it on?
5: I mean, I, I'm a real big food person, so and I, I don't like going to crowded places. or so I constantly you don't like order to crowded places. You don't
0: like crowded places, no. and you're a big foodie.
5: Yeah. So I just so what'd you do? Go I, to Morton's. I'd spend
0: a lot of money on those delivery fees, and I would,
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'd constantly deliver food to my dorm. So we're worried
0: about <laughs> how we're going to afford tuition, but we're going to spend a whole bunch of money on a hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. takes a minute to figure out that doesn't work. Yeah, it does. So when you um, pointed that out, he didn't like it very much. No, huh?
4: but I mean, you know, on one hand, do I blame him?
0: No. I mean. Of course not.
4: You know, I mean, it's.
0: It's absolutely awesome that, you, that we could sit here and yeah. actually talk a little tug and cheek about yeah. a serious issue. But what'd you get okay. on him about? Tell me. Well,
4: I, he told me on the way up the stairs that he's going to take all independent study classes. And I said, no, you're not. And he said, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. He says, "Who says I can?" I said, "I do." He said, "Well, that's all that's available." I said, "Don't you worry. We'll find it. We'll find a way to get you in the classes you need."
0: Did he get pissed off about that?
4: No, I don't think he's ever been mad at me before.
0: But but he was.
4: Unless I don't answer the phone, he really likes to talk on the phone.
0: But he was fussing (laughs) with you.
4: He he always knows that I'm going to win. So and if he (laughs) hadn't figured it out now,
5: (laughs) Uh, no, you know
4: I'm I'm just I'm super thankful that that we have one that I am able to be there for him. Um, but two, that we just I, what I feel like he might disagree what I feel like we've developed just such a strong bond. Um, you know, I, I do talk to my parents and I just talk about just like what he is the epitome of resilient in the dictionary. No just doubt. like everything that he's been through. And I, I know that there's still some things that I don't know about. And, you know, I just think back and I'm like, gosh, I've had such a good life. And there's so many people out there that haven't. And it reminds me of why I do what I do. But also, like, why when it turns five o'clock, I don't mind to keep doing what I'm doing.
0: That's awesome. I want to I, I want to ask you. Um, I I think I think it's important that our listeners understand this. Um, they said you were going to college and everything would be taken care of. That's what they told you, yeah. When they gave you the order lease and dropped you off with 150 bucks, right? Yeah. Is that true? It's not. Uh, in so the middle were, of you were lied to.
5: I was, yeah. And <laughs> no I, way. I had a full scholarship somewhere else, so I was. I was a little mad. I was a little perturbed. Um, mid August, I mean mid fall semester, I was told uh, by a person in the agency that the funding was cut short and uh, that they would not pay for everything. And I was blatantly asked, "How are you going to pay for it at 18 years old?" And
0: Uh, you were you were sitting there saying, well, that's the question you were going to ask them. Yeah. How are you paying for this? Yeah. And now they're asking you. And they told me to look into private loans.
5: And so I did. And because I'm not 21 and that's Mississippi's age of majority, no private loan lender would lend to me like they would other people. So it's it's Pell
0: Grants. It's a job. It's everywhere you can scrounge up money and it's still short. Yeah. So if anybody's listening to us today that wants to give to the Thomas College, they can speak to Aaron. That's
4: right. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You know been.
0: what? You know what? I'm dead serious right now. All you've gone through and the resilience you've shown and the fact that you're here and trying, I hope somebody is listening to this and reaches out to you, Aaron. Um that would be fitting. So, y'all, after the interview, Aaron said that we um We get to share contact information, um, which is important because some of you may be inspired to reach out to help Thomas, or maybe you have questions about starting your own CASA program or at least becoming a volunteer. If you're interested in hearing more from Erin herself, her email is esmith at casaofnorthmississippi.com that's E Smith at casaofnorthmississippi.com. And her phone number, and she'll take your call, is
1: 662-832-4747. We'll be right back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
4: Mexico will likely have
2: its first female president.
1: And then you have China. sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world.
3: Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So,
0: there's these unserved people like you, or underserved, um, what is what what is a what does casa mean to those kids
5: um I I would say it quite literally means everything um when you're in the system there's there's not a whole lot of care uh, it may seem that way when you're young but once you get out of the toddler age there are some workers who tell you you know their, your chances of adoption are quite limited because you're no longer a toddler or a baby you're no longer something uh, that Adults can shape into who they want to be. And you start feeling like a uh, more of a burden, even though you you are their job, you start feeling like a job to the workers. And uh, when I when I was assigned to uh, Erin, and when she was put on my case, um, I didn't trust her at first because like don't trust anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like a lot of uh, you learn pretty early on in the system that from the social workers uh that trusting is not a good thing you have a worker come to where you are and they say i'm just going to take you out to eat and they take you out to eat and then they bring you back to the office and the next thing you know there's another worker coming back with all your stuff and you're moving somewhere else and you thought that you were just going out to eat wow and so i didn't i didn't trust her at all but uh
4: in fact he didn't want to meet me
5: i didn't <laughs>
4: tried to cancel 5 minutes before
5: <laughs> i figured she was just another uh Another state worker who said they were going to do a whole lot of stuff and said they were going to provide this, but... Do the
0: kids, are the kids starting to understand that these are not state workers and state employees, but they're volunteers, and once they find out that these people are actually giving their time, does it make a difference?
5: It does, yeah. It makes a huge difference. Uh, It makes children want to try at life. It gives them a little credibility with you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um
0: little street cred from Casa. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and much-needed street cred. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, and I would imagine once I found out somebody was actually giving their time, I would at least give them a half a second of a chance because they're not here because they have to be or they're not here to get a check. They're here because they actually want to try. Yeah. Now, I may still be a butthole to them. But I'd at least give a chance. Yes. I mean, is that right?
5: That's right. Uh, like I said, it really makes you want to try at everything. Um, it makes you... It gives you that parent to make proud. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of children don't have those parents. And what's the point in trying if you don't have someone to show, you know, that you made that A or you got into college or you got a scholarship, you know? My
0: dad left when I was four. Mm-hmm. And I in no way have gone through the, the trauma or rough things you have. And I am in awe of you being in college. I want you to know that. Thank you. Um, but, um, my dad didn't have much to do with me and he died recently. Um, and I'm a 53 year old man and I still suffer on father's day. Um, I was, uh, I was a pretty good athlete. And my father held a couple of records in and around Memphis for many years, and he always wrote the sports page. And in high school, I was good enough that a lot of my stuff was on the sports page. So, excuse me. So I knew damn good and well that he, and we share the same name. I knew damn good and well that he was reading the sports page and saw his son in the paper achieving stuff yet he never attended a single thing i ever played in and i lettered in six sports in high school so there's plenty of opportunities wow. and when you say um that you get to a point when you don't have anybody to make proud why even try i do identify with that part of it and it's real and you do need somebody to care for you that's not paid to or obligated to but they're doing it because they just have some love in their heart and fortunately i had some people like that in my life uh Aaron yes so you and your volunteers are those people
4: yeah and i do want to say so i'm i am paid staff but
0: Thomas you weren't and, first.
4: Right, And yeah. And
0: <laughs> my understanding is you didn't really want to be paid staff.
4: I, that is true. How do you know all these things? <laughs>
0: I, I do research. And so you, you didn't really want to be paid staff. And for our listeners to understand, it was basically, no, you're going to take it, and you yeah. did. But although you're paid staff, you didn't do this for a job.
4: That's right. Yeah, I actually, when I started, I had no intentions of being employed by this program. Because I, I thought I was going to be volunteer or serve on the board for the rest of my life. And really, I, I, as I had mentioned earlier, I knew that I was passionate about people, passionate about all walks of life. And I really, along the way, found what I was incredibly passionate about that I, I don't mind doing 24 seven. I don't mind doing, you know, any time of the day, any time of the night. Um, but, you know, so what led me here.
0: What does it
5: mean to you, Thomas? What does it mean to you? It means it means everything. Uh, it means a lot to me, uh, not only for my future until I turn twenty-one, uh, but also it's nice to know that people like Aaron will still be there for all the kids that will be in the system or who uh, will join the system after I leave it. What's your degree in? What are you majoring in? Psychology with a minor in criminal justice. So what do you want to do? Uh, I want to go on to become a forensic psychologist uh, and aid in the uh, evaluation and uh, the diagnosis of specifically people who uh, commit sexual assaults to children and make sure that they cannot file uh, or claim uh, criminal insanity and make sure they are put in the
0: right institution. And as you might guess, this career choice was inspired by Thomas's own story. Sickeningly, his adoptive brother who sexually abused him Claimed criminal insanity. See, I'm not nearly as politically correct as I should be. <laughs> I would say that's a hole. Sexually abusing kids, wrapping them with electrical cords and the things that you've had to go through. Young man, you have bared more than somebody on the face of this planet should have to bear. And the fact that you're standing here with a smile on your face in college With dreams and goals is not only a testament to um, the human spirit but you as an individual you're an impressive kid and I wish you the best and what do you think you'll do with your spare time when you get older
5: Um, I I hope to start something quite like Casa wherever I go Uh, because I mean wherever you go there's always gonna be children there's always gonna be children who are abused and there's always going to be a need for somebody to counteract that abuse and show them that, you know, love is a real thing and that they do have a, a parent
0: to make them try. Thomas, you are such a freaking problem, child. <laughs> you are a problem. Mm-hmm. You should be put in a home and injected at eight years old to chill out because you are such a problem. <laughs> You're an amazing kid. Thank you. Aaron, that's got to be the payoff, right?
4: It is, you know, I, I just um, wanted to follow up with, you know, you, you talked about how did he make it to college? And Thomas is super humble when it comes to how smart he is. I, I think it's that, pretty evident. Yeah, well, I, I mean, he made a thirty-five on the reading portion of his ACT, and he's not going to tell you all that. The highest score, perfect score, is thirty-six.
0: Where'd that come from? I honestly don't know. I didn't study <laughs> for that thing. What's that? I did not study for that you know what maybe just maybe the silver lining behind all of it is somewhere in your genetics in the back that they at least left you a big massive beautiful brain thank you you know maybe that happened for you maybe you can maybe you can take that family heirloom i hope so i do too
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
4: Mexico
2: will likely have its first female president.
1: And then you have China.
2: And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters.
1: He got his yo-yos to Europe
0: in time.
3: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
2: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: um so you do you like to read
5: I do yeah I, like, I quite enjoy like it what
0: kind fiction nonfiction old new? uh
5: it sounds really boring, but I really like reading uh, nonfiction history. I like reading straight-up history books. That is not boring. I <laughs> love that stuff.
0: Do you ever watch a history channel, Discovery? I do. Like on the old ships and stuff? Yep, I do. I love I that love stuff. those things. Do? <laughs> yeah. I do. Well, um, so one of my degrees is in English, and it was not because I um, care much about sentence diagrams. It's because I like literature. And... um Uh, I also write, and I wrote a book, and um, so I enjoy writing. And typically, when you like reading, you also enjoy writing. Um, Do you like to write?
5: I do, yeah. I mainly write poetry. Uh, Yeah, and I I recently started writing my own uh, sort of autobiography. Um, Good gracious.
0: (laughs) Now there's a movie.
5: I'm 10 pages in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all right. So are you writing your autobiography? You know what? I'm serious. When you finish that, I want to see it. Okay. All right, so let's make that deal for one day. Okay. Um, but you're doing poetry, huh? Yeah,
5: I do. Uh, it's always been a, a great outlet uh, for all of the numerous emotions that I felt going through with the system. Um, and it provides a sort of release for all of that stress and anger and emotions.
0: So it's a white event.
5: It is, yeah. So um, what have you
0: written? Have you written something recently? You got anything?
5: Yeah, I, I wrote a... Uh, you got a poem? Yeah, I wrote a poem. It's called What a Thing to
0: Dream. What a Thing to Dream. Is that it? Uh, no. You got it right there? <laughs> yeah, I do. I have it you right want here, to share actually. it with us? Yeah, sure. Um,
5: um, so it starts by saying, Going from home to home, Forever hating this endless roam, Told to keep the faith and hope, yet no one stayed to teach me to cope. Wanting to speak up, yet who will listen? And if done, will it even make a difference? All I truly desire is a mother's embrace and to see a smile on a father's face. To finally know that I can really call them my own. What a thing to dream And so far fetched it seems. For now, that's how I shall cope. It is how I will keep my faith and hope.
0: So written by Thomas. Well done, (gasps) young man. Thank you. It's beautiful. Aaron, first time you read it, did you cry?
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I did. I bet you bawled like a baby.
4: Yeah, I I like to cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got uh, a hard outer shell, but a big is, um,
0: you know thomas again i no no comparison with all that you've dealt with but there's a lot of people in this world that can identify with the um wanting a mother's embrace and pride in a father's face whatever line that was i'm paraphrasing yeah. i don't have it in front of me but i think that was close I don't want to screw up your poem. No, you're fine. (laughs) um, And I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, that's what human beings want. They want to feel cared for. They want to feel safe. They want to feel loved. And, um, you know, Aaron, really, that's what your organization does.
4: It does. You try.
0: A bunch of volunteers making a difference. A bunch of average folks Mm -hmm. making a massive difference in the world. I am absolutely in awe of both of you, and and Thomas, you're not ready yet, but my my hope is that that you will join the army of normal folks. The problem is, I don't know that you can because you're so abnormal. You're you're such a uh, <laughs> you're an inspiration, young man. Thank you. And Aaron, my goodness, girl from Yazoo City grows up, divorced family. Learns from her mom and her grandmother, comes to Ole Miss, joins a sorority, does a little work for a philanthropy, and ends up starting a philanthropy, serving kids across two counties across North Mississippi, and changing lives. You are an absolute member of the Army of Normal Folks, and it has been my absolute honor to meet you both. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Likewise. And thank you for joining us this week. To join an army of normal folks, go to normalfolks.us and sign up to become a member of the movement. We would love to hear what you're doing in your community. And if there's stories you know about that you think we should tell, write me anytime at bill@normalfolks.us. And if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, rate and review it, share it with friends and on social, all the things that can help us grow an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.